Hey, welcome to Devotionables, brief devotions for busy people. My name is Gabriel, and we are nearing an end of Genesis. I want us to look at one particular verse in Genesis 49, verse 10. It's such an important verse in this storyline of Scripture that um, we've already done it before. Genesis 49, 10. Adam Cole, our youth pastor, took a look at it uh, just a few months ago. And so we're going to run it back and let him say a word on it. Uh, God's blessing to you as you're in his word. And uh, stay strong. God bless. Hello, everyone. I'm Adam, pastor of youth ministry here at Ninth and No Baptist Church, and this is Devotionables, brief devotions for busy people. So we're continuing our series of 16 verses that tell the story of the Bible. Today's verse is Genesis 49:10. We see uh, Jacob gathers his sons to him. He knows he's at the end of his life. He wants to bless them. He wants to, uh, it's his departing words to his sons. And the, the blessing that sticks out is not the blessing to his firstborn Reuben. You'd expect it to be to his firstborn, but it's not. It's not to Simeon, his secondborn, or Levi, his thirdborn, but to Judah, his fourthborn, because the first three sons have proven in different ways, I guess have disqualified themselves from this blessing that Jacob has for Judah. And the blessing is this. It's, it's really a prophecy as well. Uh, Genesis 49.10, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him, and to him shall be the obedience of the peoples. So what is this blessing, what is this prophecy, uh, prophecy for, for uh, Judah from Jacob? It's that this king will come from, from Judah's line. This king, that his reign will not end. This, a scepter is a, a symbol, uh, both a figurative symbol and a literal symbol of power and authority. That this authority and power will not leave the line of Judah. And he's going to be a king not just to the people of Israel, but to all peoples. Everyone of every tribe and nation uh, will be obedient to to him. And so we see this play out, the storyline of scripture unfolds. We see this partially fulfilled in David. He's from the line of Judah. He's king of Israel. His sons are kings of Israel, but we see that come to an end. It is not until we get to Jesus where we see the true and ultimate fulfillment of this prophecy. We see that Jesus is the one who truly holds the scepter forever. And he's king of Israel, but not just Israel, of all people. And we see this described in the New Testament. I think of Philippians 2, Hebrews 7, Revelation 5 as just a few verses that describe the kingship of Jesus. Jesus is both uh, prophet, priest, yes, but he is also king. We cannot forget that Jesus also plays this role as king. So what does this mean for us? Why is this important for us that Jesus is king? Let's go back to a uh, citizen of Israel when David is king. How would we view a king? It's different than how we view our current government. When, when there's a king in place, when you have a king, that everything you do, everything you work towards, is for the good of not just yourself, but the kingdom, for the good of the king, knowing that your king is the one that's to guide you, to provide for you, to protect for you. This is what the king does, and you devote all of yourself, you're indebted to this king. So are we as citizens of the kingdom of heaven 
truly indebted to our King? Do we see everything we do, our work, our family, our hobbies, our friends, do we see all these relationships and activities that we pursue as underneath the rule and reign of Jesus our Lord and King? That's the question for us today. Do we follow that? That's the challenge for us. Thank you for listening and have a great day.